The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Moments, a new mini-series which reflects the best moments that we've had on the Jimmy's Jobs of the Future podcast highlighting the amazing experiences of British entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Remarkably, we're now almost 100 episodes into Jimmy's Jobs of the Future. So things have changed quite a bit in that time. One of the key reflections that I have on building a podcast is it's a bit like building a well. It goes long and it goes narrow. And if people are aware of it, they're very keen on it. But it can take quite a bit of a while for people to discover it. And so that's why we're going to be going over some of our old episodes and pulling out some of the best moments. But today we're going to be going back to the very first episode with Hayden Wood. Hayden Wood was running Bulb alongside Amit. And at the time of recording, they were the fastest growing company in Europe, according to the Financial Times. Now, since then, Bulb has gone into administration as the energy market has faced enormous pressures. It is a stark reminder of the entrepreneurial journey and how hard that it can be that somebody can be doing so well to having such a challenging moment in their business career. But a lot of what Hayden says in the interview is really insightful and that should not be lost. The things that he talked about in particular that has stuck with me and has been quoted numerous times by listeners back is the line about hiring talent and renting experience. He also talks about how they tried to bring in no bad experiences for people, allowing people to work anywhere and also rotating people throughout the company. I really hope you enjoy this moment's episode. Big thanks to Hayden for agreeing to become the first guest of Jimmy's Jobs of the Future. He didn't have to do that at all, but it was a great launchpad for us, which gave us real foundations for success. And it's still a very highly listened to episode. On to this moment with Hayden Wood from Bull. You, you've talked previously a bit as well about the, the passion that you have for developing young people in particular mm. as well. And you've mentioned this in, in the past, but yeah, I just wondered if you could talk to us a little bit more about that. It obviously gets harder as the company gets bigger to be able to take a, a sort of stake in, in everyone's career. But I know it's something that you're very passionate about. Mm, yeah, well, we've had this approach at, at Bulb since the start where we've said we want to hire talent and, and rent experience. And so we've often hired lots and lots of people who are extremely talented but are at early stages of their career. We've made sure that we now have a mix of both experience and talent. It's very, very helpful having that good mix. But yeah, ever since the start of the company, we've always just hired very bright people at the starts of their careers. The benefit of that we found is that people don't come to Bulb and just take the template for how things were done in, in the energy industry or wherever it is that they work before. I'll give you an example of that. So when I first worked in the energy industry, lots of energy suppliers had 
many, many different tariffs. And that introduced a lot of complexity and it meant that sometimes customers would find themselves on a tariff that wasn't the best deal for them with with that supplier. And so with Bulb, because we didn't have people who'd been in the energy industry or who thought that that was just the way things should be done, we started a company and we just had one tariff. So every single Bulb member is on that tariff and it means that there's never any concern for them about whether or not they're on our best deal. That's just the sort of thinking that comes out of people who are sort of looking at things for the first time. To answer your question, the way in which we nurture that talent is actually really, really challenging because you've got all of these super profit people and they want to be stretched and working on different things at different times and learning new skills. It's quite hard to make sure that you provide everybody with those opportunities. We spend a lot of time internally on rotations so that people can work on different jobs at different times and move into those rotations and out. We have a a nomad program set up now where people can live and work in different cities. I guess if you're recruiting people who are, say, straight out of university or have moved on from their first job, as an employer, you have to expect people to go on a sort of journey of discovery and want to maybe change change their job at those, at those points. Absolutely. I mean, there's so, there's so much there to kind of unpack. I mean, I think the higher talent and rent experience is very valuable advice for almost any startup that's that's in place. I guess there's two parts of the question is, is how often do you have those rotations and intern, you know, internships within the, the company? And at a guess, out of the 800 people that you employ, how many of them did not come with any sort of energy experience, any energy sector specific experience beforehand, do you think? Well, I'll answer the the second question first. So of of the people within the company, I would say, yeah, let's say there's 850 people in the company, probably 900 now, but of the 850 people in the company, there's probably 40 or 50 who've worked within energy companies before or had experience there before. So a, a relatively small minority. Yeah. And on the on your first question about the the rotations, I think oh again, like within within the experience team, which is roughly four hundred and fifty to five hundred people, there's about forty to fifty rotations available at any one point. Well that's a, so that's a lot then. So it's almost yeah, five percent yeah. of the workforce that have the ability to Hmm. to learn new skills on the on the job internally. I think that's um, fascinating. And so just, just moving into the final section, what's the kind of most boring or mundane job that you've, you've ever had to do in, in your career? Oh, that's a very good question. I would say the, probably the toughest was, um, was making cardboard boxes in a fruit packing plant. No disrespect to the other people in that plant I was with, but I found that there was a lot of clock watching in that in that job. How many boxes per hour and so forth. Yeah. I did I remember I got in a bit of trouble because in order to sort of keep myself thinking about stuff, I I used to stack them up to ever increasing heights after I'd made them. And then one one time it was like um yeah, it all collapsed and I, I got in a bit of trouble. I, I can imagine. What's the best careers counsel that you've ever received? And I, I say counsel because, you know, we talk about careers advice, but mm. often advice comes rooted in sort of people's own biases and their own experiences. Um, mm. Whereas counsel is a bit more of a sort of a broader term, which is kind of relevant to all people. I just wondered if there was a bit of careers counsel that had, you know, particularly stuck out for you over the years? I, I would say the thing that comes to mind is a, is a mentor that I had in my first job at Monitor Group. 
So when you joined that company, you were given a mentor and it would be someone quite a bit more senior than, than you. And you would sort of meet with them every few weeks and they would give you advice on how to negotiate the different choices that you have within the company and how to do your project work, and just general guidance. And there was a chap called Robert Brown, uh, who was a partner at the time. And I was very lucky to have him. He would be very generous with his advice. And he just made me think differently about things. I remember... <laughs> it sort of shows the dates this this story, but you know we were both watching The Wire together at different you know times. We'd watch it and then come in, and we'd probably spend the first fifteen minutes of a, of a, one of our catch ups talking about The Wire. But he he managed to get me to think about how people were interacting and communicating with each other in that show and understand what their different motivations were, and then magically turned that into kind of counseling experience where I would learn and then apply that, that, you know, those lessons to, to what I was doing at work. You know, yeah, he was a very sort of, uh, very good mentor. Well, yeah, that sounds a great mentor. Anyone that can make Netflix binging into a uh, upskilling session, I think we would, um, we would all appreciate that. That's uh, that really is an interesting story, but also teaches you to sort of look at everything and, and see what you can, what you can learn from it. I guess one other thing I would add onto that is that it made me realize that in the professional relationships that you have, you also have to be like a normal person and talk about normal stuff with them as well. And that isn't something that I, that maybe naturally comes up in mentoring conversations or counseling sessions, but actually it'd be even more effective just to, just to talk to each other. I think, yeah, as the lines increasingly get blurred between professional and personal, that's a um, very useful counsel to, to yeah. give. Um, and as a final question, is there a particular business book that's inspired you over the last couple of years that stands out particularly? Oh, great question. Um, I'm reading one at the moment, which is really good. It's a book by Dan Ariely, who's a behavioral economist. I think it's one of these TED books called Payoffs. And it's all about different ways of getting people to make choices and all the different ways in which people make choices and the different things that, that motivate us. Uh, and it's very counterintuitive. Some of the results from the different experiments that they've run. Good work. Brilliant. Well, that, that sounds fascinating. Um, Hayden, thanks so much. That's been such a wonderful insight into the area of energy and green jobs and the different types of skills that people are going to require. And, and particularly, you know, it's not just a single skill set that you're often looking for. It's it's a melody of, of things and, and being able to think laterally across different projects and so on is, is so important. So Thank you so much for spending the time and being able to give an insight into jobs of the future. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Jimmy. 